Greetings all you magnificent trainers out there, and welcome to the Tallgrass Podcast, your weekly dose of Pokemon consideration. I'm your host, Jake Drain, and today we are joined by... Anthony Whipple. And today we're going to talk about the cutest and saddest Pokemon, Marowak and Cubone. They are very cute and kind of sad. Kind of sad? Yeah, kind of. Cubone, like... you know, he only wears the skull of his dead mom, you know, that's only a little sad and tragic. Which kind of makes me wonder, what if their mom hadn't died yet? What do they look like? I've actually, never... I've actually never considered that before. How come that is never addressed? And you're kind of blowing my mind right now. I'm going to need you to stop that. Okay. I've seen it addressed in one fan theory. And that is that Kangaskhan, when Kangaskhan dies, the baby in its pouch wears its skull and becomes Cubone. So does that mean if the mother doesn't die, the baby grows up and becomes a Kangaskhan? Or it's just a baby until its mother dies. Oh, that's... Because really, when a Kangaskhan is... That's just tragic, though. That's literally being set up for failure. When a Kangaskhan is hatched, it already has a... A a baby baby. in the pouch. Which just raises a lot of questions on its own. However, Cubone's also hatched from an egg, so that does... There's that. Slightly negate that theory as well. Maybe maybe there's two different places Cubones come from. Maybe. Maybe Cubones can also breed Cubones because they aren't actually Kangaskhan. Exactly. You never know. How did that one get a skull? That was the other question. Maybe, like, you know, maybe it's just a big ruse, and they just, like, carve skulls out of, like, rocks, and then wear that. And people think that they're, like, skulls, but they're really not. Or maybe they just rob other Pokemon's graves. That, too. And then just keep stealing them, <laughs> as, until... as soon as they, like, they have an egg, they're like, ooh, I need to go rob a grave for this child I'm gonna have. Yeah, I mean, really, it's like... I'm going to go steal someone's skull so I can wear it as a hat. <laughs> Alright, so you, I believe you, more, much more so than I, have been playing a lot of Pokemon Go. Yes, quite a bit. And, which is saying a little bit, because I uh, myself have been playing a lot of Pokemon Go. You, I know you have very limited experience, actually, with finding Cubones and Marowaks, because they're not all over the Corvallis area. No... I found them occasionally. Really? I have. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've hatched a couple. Yeah, I've seen so, a couple get hatched. I usually get mine through hatching them. But, uh, the one, have you ever ran into any, like, gyms or seen your friends have them? Uh, I've seen, yeah, I've seen a couple of friends have them. I've not run into one in a gym. I don't think anybody's decided to put a Cubone in the gym yet. I think it's because, uh, they're not all that great at defending things. I think, at least tier list-wise, as far as Pokemon to put into gyms to defend them, they are quite low. I've heard they're almost the lowest. I've heard that Onyx is, in fact, is the lowest, though. Yes. Rip an Onyx. Yes. He tries his best. Just rip on Onyx for a few seconds here. I have hatched an Onyx, and I was severely unimpressed with its max CP value being, like, one-third of that of most Pokemon. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, that, that list only uh, includes fully evolved Pokemon, so no, like, Pidgeys or, or Magikarps were included in that list of sorts. Have no fear. He is Side probably tangent. better than uh, Pidgeys. Side tangent. Um, Splash does damage in Pokemon Go. I don't know what's up with that. I think it's time we riot. <laughs> we rise up and overthrow Niantic. Yeah, that, that, they got that one thing wrong. And if, we, if they fuck up one thing, they have to be... Just like how lightning affects ground-type Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, it's at, like, reduced damage, but still. I mean, yeah. I mean, it does make sense. Which consi- isn't even that reduced anymore. Yeah. Which makes sense considering, you know, you only get two moves and and you don't have any control over what two moves they learn. And frequently they're the same move type. Frequently they're very much the same move type, which is bothersome to me. But, you know, oh well, we'll get over it. Anyway, we're talking about uh, Marowak, weren't we? Yes. At some point point in this episode (laughs) we're talking about Marowak and Cubone. 
I've always liked Marowak and Cubone, though. I've, I've always liked just having them. I, I like think. the idea. The idea is they're super cool because, especially Marowak, he's this... He's this scary-looking guy who just carries a bone with him. And he's all like, I got a bone to pick with you, and then he and kills he you. And then yeah, he you. kills you with it. He throws it at you, yeah. catches it on the rebound, because he's Australian, like Kangaskhan's. <laughs> Back to that again, I see. <laughs> Fan theory supported. Uh, I don't know, I especially like it because Cubone goes from being really cute to Marowak, who just looks badass. Yeah. And, however, one thing that Marowak does have to his, his, his one saving grace... That makes him kind of useful in Pokemon is that he has an item that he can get called a thick club. Yes, uh, laugh at all the the dick jokes you can make at that one, but it doubles his attack. That does make him twice as useful. That makes him like twice as useful if his abysmal speed and kind of lackluster defenses actually let him get an attack off before he just dies. Yes, if. <laughs> if is the, is the key word. If if you can get off like an earthquake or a bone meringue. You're pretty good. I'd say not too much is going to actually take a hit from that unless they resist it. But they have to resist it. And he also <laughs> has to get the move off. Those are very two big, uh, big, big ifs, ifs in, in the world that we're talking about. So what about... What about you, you? I'm assuming you've played your fair share of handheld games in the past. Yes. What are some like of your... Fourth gen. Fourth gen is where you kind of... Yeah. Started not a bad one to leave on because no. I was very underwhelmed by fifth gen. Okay, that's good. And then 6th gen, who knows what's going on. Oh, I, I played 6th gen. Oh. It was fun, it was good. Beautiful graphics. He knows what's going on. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> Why did I invite <laughs> this, this plebe onto my show? <laughs> Just kidding, I love you, Anthony. Oh, whatever. Hey, I'm trying to have a, mo- I'm trying to have a moment on our show right now. Oh, oh, moment on the show. Oh, yeah. I, I love you too, Jake. Oh. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Um, This, this isn't the Pokemon 2000 movie over here or anything. <laughs> Not too many feels. Because that one had all the feels. All of them. So what were your, like, Marowak, Cubone experiences in any of the games? Any, Anything you enjoyed? Um, I, I beat up on a few. Hey, you know, that's always memorable. <laughs> because why not make a, a depressed Pokemon's life even worse by just beating it up yeah. and slaughtering it? Because... Gotta give a skull to its child, right? Exactly. It's got Its child has to get its skull from somewhere. And I mean, you know what? You, in, 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 if you want to, you know, put some justification to that, make you feel a little better on the inside, it's basically like it's going to join its mother. Yeah. It's You're like, reuniting mother and son or daughter. I am forming families. You really are. Good on you, Anthony. This is something that I think you can hold your head up high about at the end of the day, is that when you beat up on innocent, defenseless animals that, you know, miss their mothers dearly, is that you can just kill them. And yeah. That Form solves families. that problem. Form fam Reuniting the family. So uh, I'm going to go on a bit of my tangent where I talk about the competitive side of things. And um, my first recommendation is, well, don't. But if you really are inclined to, uh, well, start off nature-wise, I like to do Adamant because being real here, he's so slow, a positive speed nature isn't going to do much for you. You're not going to get that much extra speed out of it. It's better to just... Make sure you kill whatever you hit if you get the chance to hit it. And as we said earlier, definitely go Thick Club because why wouldn't you? Doubling your attack is worth, you twice know... Twice as much. Is worth twice as much and it's not worth taking the Focus Sash because, I mean, you can live at 1 HP guaranteed, but 
you're not gonna kill anything. Uh, abilities, I prefer Rockhead because I like running Double Edge, which has recoil, and with Rockhead, you don't take recoil, and that's always neat because doubling your attack and no recoil is basically a win-win situation. And lastly, going with moves, I prefer Bone Meringue, Knock Off, Stone Edge, and Double Edge. You know, the, the edgiest moveset, yes. you could say. It is because they are very edgy Pokemon. I know, right? Like they wear the skull of their mothers. Is there is there more edge? I don't think you can get edgier than that. Sandslash. It is or very... Scyther, you know. It's got all those sharp edges. Got all yeah, those yeah. sharp edges. A clever joke. Oh, and uh, EVs. I prefer to take two fifty two in attack, four in defense, and two hundred fifty two into speed. And that's pretty much the optimal set you can run on a Marowak. That being said, though. You're still running a Marowak. You're still running a Marowak. But you know what? If you're just playing casually and you want to wreck your friends with some stuff, this is the one that'll do it. I promise. The pocket Marowak works every time. All right. Now, Anthony, we like to end the show on fun, fun, interesting questions we like to end. Pokemon-related questions, if you will. Which brings me the question as to this. Who would win in a fist fight between Ash and Brock? Ooh. Probably Brock, being as he's twice as Ash's size, and, well, Ash is kind of a wimp. That is true. I also like to think that if, if, if there's a fight between, you know, Ash and Brock, Brock's the one, he carries the backpack all day. Yeah. With all their gear on it. He's, you know, he has essentially been more or less training for a fight with Ash since, you know, forever. And if he really needed to, he could play dirty a little bit, he could pull out that frying pan or whatever he has in there and just kind of... Pull a cheap shot on him. Yeah. Also, like, working with rock Pokemon, they're a little bit heavier than that, that mouse that... That, like, a little a yeah. static mouse he has. Yeah. Probably lifts itself half the time, I mean, really. I mean, it jumps into his arm most of the time. Yeah. I mean, Brock is this, this hunk of man that just picks up his rock-type Pokemon with utmost ease. There's one thing that can be said for Onyx. It's heavy. Only a little. Well, yeah, it's only, it's like, just... 28 feet nine inches i believe something, uh, some, like, that. something, something know, give or take a few inches depending give or take a little individual. bit you know i assume i assume especially with with rock type pokemon they're all created differently too because they're literally made of rocks and yeah there's not going to be all the same rocks to make all the same pokemon you know unless they're like a brick pokemon which i don't think there is it'd be neat though i would i mean and then actually in the next game there was teased a, a bug electric type Ooh. that is supposed to look like a battery but it looks like a tour bus so I, that, that's an interesting distinction. It is. It is a very interesting distinction, but you know, it's it's also kind of fun because it's the tour bus Pokemon. Do they do they have a bug electric yet? Yeah, no, they were bug electric Pokemon. I believe not until fifth gen, Galvantula and Joltik. Yeah, Joltik came around, but which that was... I really absolutely love to death. I love those two, primarily Galvantula because he is a ton of fun. And I'll probably there'll probably be a future episode on him. In fact, thank you for joining us today, Anthony. I hope you had a great time on today's show. I did. Hope to be back soon. And uh, we hope to have you back soon as well. And thank you, everyone out there, for joining us this week on the Tallgrass Podcast. A big shout out to Andrew Davis for our wonderful theme song and Cam Mullins for our amazing logo. Another big shout out to Infinity Break for hosting the show. And make sure to check out their other shows at infinitybreak.net. And be sure to join us next week as we talk about everyone's favorite fire doggo and little fire pupper, Arcanine. See you then. Take care, everyone.